Welcome to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. Here's your host, Steve Deshera. Thanks, Andy. Welcome to another 17 Strong podcast. I'm your host, Steve Teixeira, along with my beautiful wife, Holly. Hi, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Well, we have it's a special... It's been a crazy day. It has, it has. And we have a special guest with us today. I know, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. this is one of our Victor Trip recipients. Yep, all from, the way up from Southern California. Yeah, Ventura area. Would you like to introduce her? Yes, this is um, Miranda Olea. Hello. Welcome, <laughs> it's good to have you. Yeah. So I'd like to talk to you a little bit about um, Miranda's a special one. We feel um, really uh, bonded with her because we've known her for quite some time. And so when we met her, um, she had her trip all planned out and she was going to be going to Tokyo and something happened. What happened? Tell us about it, Miranda. So after we had planned our trip, um, we started planning it late December 2017. Um, at that time, I was in remission. My scans came back clear. Um, so we went ahead and planned my trip for March of 2018. So I want to say around February of 2018, um, it was determined that I relapsed. So unfortunately, we had to cancel my trip. Um, I had to do more treatments, more aggressive treatments. And um, yeah, we had to postpone my trip. But the whole time I was being treated, um, Holly kept in touch. She checked up on me. She let me know that, you know, I was in their thoughts and prayers. And um, she reassured me that when I was done with my treatments, that the trip would still be there and I'd still be able to go on it. So, um, sure enough, a year later, um, March of 2019, I was able to go to Tokyo with my mother and my grandmother. Oh my gosh. What a cool thing. I think what a great, and you had, um, particularly wanted to go during a certain season. Yes. During wet season. So, um, my whole plan was to go. Well, the reason why I wanted to go in March was because that's the time when the cherry blossoms are in full bloom. Oh, and it's so gorgeous. It's <gasps> extremely breathtaking. Oh, Just yeah. I can't even describe it. I can't even put it in words. And pictures don't do it justice, I hear. No. Yeah, because I saw these not. beautiful pictures and I'm like, oh my gosh. And you're like, it just doesn't even do it justice because they're everywhere. Yes. yes. I mean, when I went, um, they were in 80% bloom. But okay. I was like, wow, I can't even imagine 100% because I this is just, you know, you look at all the cherry blossoms and you're just like, oh, it's gorgeous. Takes your breath away. Yeah. Literally, so. And are they scattered throughout Tokyo or is it just a one part of Tokyo? So when you're walking throughout the city, you see little trees pop up everywhere and stuff. But then they have special parks that you can go to where it's just surrounded beautiful oh my gosh oh my gosh and how they'd only bloom um a couple weeks out of the year tell me about that yeah so um different parts of japan they bloom 
um, at different times. So, you know, I think the northern part blooms first or I'm not exactly sure, but um, different parts there in full bloom at different times. Gotcha. But um, okay, Tokyo, well... Funny enough, um, so we stayed in Tokyo and I noticed that they weren't um, as much in full bloom as they were when we went to Yokohama. Oh. So Yokohama was my grandma's hometown. They were a lot more in bloom there. How interesting. It must just be like climate or weather type things that make it. um, Yeah, that's so interesting. And they're only in bloom for like a month or two. Right? Yes, and then they're gone, and they fall off, and then they're mm-hmm. won't come back till the following year. That's yeah. a that's crazy. Okay, so um, the reason that you chose Tokyo, tell us about that because of your grandmother. Yeah. Okay. So my grandma is basically my second mom. She raised me from the time I was born up until now. She's still you know, babies me, mm-hmm. even though I'm 22 years old, she still comes over to my house and You're still her baby. she brings me cooked meals <laughs> and it's it. just the cutest thing ever. But, you know, I grew up with uh, my grandma talking about how she grew up in Japan and how she would swim in the river and oh my gosh. walk to school every day and play with her friends in the neighborhood. And you know, it's just something that I always dreamed about mm-hmm. as a kid. I dreamed about going to Japan with my grandma and I grew up eating Japanese food mm-hmm. and singing Japanese songs and learning Japanese words. So, you know, going to Japan was just my number one goal. Like Absolutely. You were going to get there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so when you were there, you were able to meet your grandmother's family that you had never met. Yeah. So my grandma still has um, her sister that lives out there. Um, Her sister has um, a daughter, so it's her niece. And then her niece has two sons. How incredible. I have little cousins out there. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to communicate with them because they only speak Japanese. Okay. But That's so neat, though. And then your mom got to go with you. Yes. And she had never met them either. Yes. She had never met this, these, your grandmother's family. That is so incredible. I think, you know, you get to go on a victory trip, but how special for your whole family to be able to do that with you. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It's, that's something that I think about every day. Right. Something that comes to my mind, just seeing how happy my grandma was reuniting with her friends and her family and her Hometown. I mean, they still live in the same house that my grandma grew up in. Oh my goodness! I mean, they renovated it, so it's a lot more modern. They have heated floors (laughs) in their house, so it's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. That's amazing. Now you didn't stay in that town. You stayed more in like the tourism type area. How long did it take you to get to family from where you were staying? So it took in all probably 45 minutes. We walked from um, our hotel to the subway station. Okay. We took the subway to the train and then we took the train to the city, to the city of Yokohama. And then our family came and picked us up from the train station. So you had to plan all that out. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It wasn't too hard. Um, Yeah. Our family told us what train to take and 
Yeah, so. that is awesome. I love it. We are I love so it. excited that we could do that for you and, yeah. and yeah. reunite you with the family that you've never seen. And, you know, that's one of the things that, that Ryan wanted was to make sure that, you know, a victory trip was what that individual wanted more than anything. Mm-hmm. And that's what you chose. Yeah. That was on your bucket list, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, we made that happen for you. So we're so excited. But I want to back up a little bit and I want you to tell the story about when you were first diagnosed and where you were in life at that time and how you felt. Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, just a little background. Right after I graduated high school, I chose to go to Chico State up north. Um, so I went there for two years. I majored in biology. I had plans to become a PA, a physician assistant, work in the healthcare wow. field. Um, so after my second year, I was back home. Um, I spent summers home working. Um, one day I showed my mom. I was like, hey, mom, there's something weird on my neck. It's very nonchalant, and um, she freaked out, and she was like, <laughs> what the heck is that? And I was like, I don't know. It doesn't hurt. I'm fine. I'm going to the gym every day. I, f- I feel okay. I'm pretty sure there's nothing wrong with me. Like, calm down, mom. Yeah. I was like, I'm going back to school, okay? We don't have time to worry about this right now. <laughs> so she was like, no, you need to go to the doctor. So she made me the appointment. I was like, no, mom, I want to go back to school. And... um Sure enough, they took an x-ray, um, and then they found the tumor, and they were like, yeah, your um, results are consistent with cancer. So um, oh at gosh. that time, I had to let my roommates know I wouldn't be able to come back. I was so excited. We had just got a three-bedroom house. Oh, I was going to yeah. have my own room with a connecting bathroom. So initially, yeah. that was the only thing that I could think of was wow, I'm not going to be able to go back to school. Yeah. And, and that's know, devastating. Yeah. It is. You're so, 21 years old at this point and you're, you're, you can't go to school because you have to fight this awful battle that exactly. really at that point, you don't even know what it consists of. Mm-hmm. You have no idea. And, and tell me what it did consist of because I think, what was the stage? Stage three, Hodgkin's Sa- lymphoma. Okay. At 20, were you diagnosed at 21 20. or 20? I had okay. just turned 20. That's crazy. So again, you had to put your life on hold. Mm-hmm. Yes. You had to stop what you were doing. Mm-hmm. You know, your plans got stopped dead in their tracks. You had to move home. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you had to go fight for your life. Yep. That's a constant theme that we hear with our young adults. Yep. And yep. how it just disrupts all of your plans and your you know, your, your dreams. Your dreams. Your, yeah, yeah, really. You're thinking, I want this college life. And I, you know, and all of a sudden I have this disease that you're thinking, I'm not even on the radar for, you know? Yeah. I mean, why would I be? But it's it's crazy. So at that point, you fought that for how long? Was it, how long was that whole regiment? Um, For both? No, or, just for that one. So for the first time I was diagnosed, um, I was diagnosed in August and then I didn't finish treatments until December. So 
yeah, six months, yeah, right? Five six, months. Five, six five months, months of just battling that out, you know? Yeah. And um, and then you were thinking, okay, I'm going back to school. Mm-hmm. So then you get re-motivated and you're like, I'm going to do this. And, um, you know, you're cancer-free at that point. And then you're like, what? Nope. Yep. And you were Sorry. cancer-free for probably, what, four or five months? No, I think I was Over? only cancer-free for about a month. Until oh, is that right? I relapsed. Yeah. So you relapsed rather quickly then. Yes. So what is your mindset going through all this? What, when you were first told that you have cancer, what went through your mind? You know, that's something that I really struggled with um, when I was diagnosed. I remember telling people, I don't know what I'm supposed to take from this. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to analyze the situation. What is this? What is life trying to tell me? Mm -hmm. I struggled and I struggled. I just sat and thought and I couldn't figure it out. Mm. So, um, I mean, it wasn't until my second battle with it when I relapsed, that's when it all came to me. And, you know, you really just put into perspective what's important in life Mm -hmm. and what life is all about and what you really want to spend your life doing. You know, you need to live in the moment and not just go through life. You need to be right. present. Absolutely. That's so, powerful. That gave me goosebumps yeah, right nice there. Way to put that. that was a great way to put it because sometimes it's hard to put words to this. And like you said, it took you after that second bout to go, I need to live in the moment, you know, and I need to do things and not have my phone by my side every moment of your life. You need to just be present. And that is powerful. And that's something we learned going through this with Ryan is it's minute by minute, one day at a time, hour by hour, day yeah. by day, and that's what you deal with, and that's how you you, you take it. You can't look at, you know, where am I going to be in six months from now? Where am I going to be a year from mm-hmm. now? It's just one day at a time. Yeah, because as we've talked to, to so many people, you know, this affects you as the individual that's been diagnosed, but your whole family was affected oh, by this. Yeah. I mean, and friends and yeah, yeah, I mean, all that. What do you remember your mom telling you when, when she heard? Yeah. Um, I don't really know. I just, I remember, I will never forget everyone that was there for me. Um, I don't necessarily remember what I was told, but I just, mm-hmm. you know, I'll never forget how much they were there for me and what that really did for me. And that, you know, that kept me strong. The moral and, support. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. it's something that I'll never forget. Yeah. So everyone that was there, you know, I really appreciate them. And, um, you know, a lot of things that I was told or something that I was told um, pretty often was, wow, you're taking this so well. You are handling this so well. <sighs> and I think a reason why I you know, chose to not be so dramatic about it or feel sorry for myself was for my family Mm -hmm. because I knew if I just went into a depression and didn't want to talk to anyone, locked myself in my room and just, Mm -hmm. you know, was sad all the time, that would have an effect on my family as well. So at that point, I was like, it's not just about me. It's about my family because they're going through it too. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's powerful. It's so true. 
It's so true because it you're going through it, but as a mom having to watch this, you know, her, her son go through it, it's a helpless feeling. Yeah. And so for you to be positive and, you know, Ryan was so positive, it gave us peace. And I know that that sounds crazy, but it does. Mm-hmm. Because if you are going to be, you know, a hot mess, we needed to be supporting you, you know? And so it's, it, it, it is powerful that, you know, a, a young adult can be, have a mindset of that. And don't you feel like the mindset is, is half the battle? Yes. Half the battle. You're like, Definitely. I need to be positive because, um, you know, being negative is going to get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's really not. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty powerful. I love that. The way that you said it makes, makes, makes it makes sense to me. Right. Is that right. right? Well, yeah. and as parents, it's our, I don't necessarily want to say job, but it's, we, we want to be the fixers. Absolutely. You know, we want to look at it and say, how can we take this pain? How can we take yeah. this sickness? What can we do for our children that will right. take that away? That'll make it right. And in situations like this, we can't, there's nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. All we can do is, is make sure that you're getting the best medical treatment possible mm-hmm. and be there to support you 100%. You that's know, right. and I think that's, so important. There's so many people that when they get a diagnosis of cancer, their significant other says, I didn't sign up for this and they're gone. Unfortunately. And that's, that's... the wrong way to handle it. I mean, now you're dealing with a double whammy, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. that's and not good. so your friends stuck by you and your parents and everybody. So you had a great support system. I mean, there's always going to be those people that aren't as positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say that there were friends that, you know, kind of said I didn't sign up for this type thing, but, um, I did have a lot of people or a few people in my life that just didn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, before I would hang out with these people and it was fun, you know, we always had a good time. And then after they realized that I was diagnosed with cancer, it's like they didn't know how to act with me. Mm-hmm. They right. treated me like different. Very and different. all you wanted to do was be treated normal. Exactly. That's all you wanted. I am the same person. And mm-hmm. that is, um, you do find out who your true friends are, which is hard. Yes. It's a hard thing to, to, um, to understand and go through at such a young age. But now you know, like who you are going to have beside you in those rough times and those times of need. And now, I mean, you have your whole life ahead of you and those milestones, you know who to count on. And that's super important too. It really is. Ryan experienced that too. And I remember him, I mean, he had conversations with his coaches, Mm -hmm. Look, don't treat me any different just because of what I've gone through. You know, I want to be treated like every like other teammate. Yeah. That's right. You know, if I'm not doing something right, then you need to yell at me and chew me out too. But just because I had cancer doesn't make me you any know, different, any no. different or, you know, special or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, the way that I looked at it, it was like, I don't feel sorry for myself. And right. so yeah. I don't need, excuse me. I don't need anyone else to feel sorry for me that's either. Right. So I think that's so, yeah, that's good. That's really good. Um, and that's one thing that you learned on the, kind of the second half, the second spout of everything. Um, but do you you feel like knowing that your victory trip was the light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. that it helped a little to know yes. that that was going to be something to look forward to? Because the second spout 
was probably a little bit more intense. Definitely. So yeah, when, when I relapsed, um, you know, I was forced to drop out of school again and it seemed like my whole world was turning upside down, um, for a second time. And I didn't have much to look forward to, but something that I did have to look forward to was this trip. Yeah. The whole time I was being treated and getting, you know, intense chemotherapy, I kept in my mind, you will be in Japan (laughs) in a few months. You get through this, you will be in Japan meeting your family with your grandma and your mom. Just get through this. You can do it. So amazing. Knowing that I had this trip to look forward to definitely helped me. Yeah. Changed your life. That's That's awesome. awesome. Did you, um, did you get really sick the second time? Did you get? Yeah. I mean, I, I had, um, I had to get a stem cell transplant. So that's that, um, involved me staying in the hospital in isolation for about four weeks. Okay. Um, and then I received, seven days of chemotherapy for 24 Mm -hmm. hours straight and that was brutal brutal. (laughs) so yeah definitely the hardest thing i've ever had to go through in my life but i did it i'm still here that's That's right right. i got through it so they use your own stem cells is that correct yes okay so it's not like a bone marrow transplant they did a stem cell with your own yeah. Okay. So a few weeks before they hospitalized me, um, they harvested my stem cells gotcha. and then they gave them back to me after my chemotherapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh, okay. I, I mean, I've heard and of so these far things. everything's working great. Yep. And how often do you get tested, scanned? Um, so I have checkups with my doctor monthly and okay. I've been very fortunate enough to not have complications. My doctor, I told her that I want to go back to school. She says, go for it. You've been through a lot. Uh, you just need to have fun. Go live your life like a normal teenager. Absolutely. Or not a teenager anymore, but. You're still a teenager. <laughs> are, We're all yeah. teenagers yeah. at heart. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. So, yeah. you know, off camera, you told us a little bit about what's coming up for you educationally why don't you share that yes i'm excited about that yeah so when i originally went to college my major was biology so i had plans like i said to be a pa Um, i wanted to um be a doctor more so um Mm -hmm. but after my battles with cancer and just gaining all the knowledge that i have now um i realized that there's a lot we can do to prevent from getting sick. Um, Not only cancer, but a lot of other diseases. Um, I think a lot of people get sick because they lack knowledge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, I just feel like that's something that I want to be involved in is giving people the knowledge that they need to prevent, you know, maybe even something like what happened to me. Mm -hmm. I can, maybe I can help prevent that. So um, yeah, I'm going back to school in January, um, I'll be attending CSU East Bay in Hayward, um, the mm. Bay Area. Um, I'm going to major in health science with um, with the is it an emphasis uh, with emphasis in uh, public health. Awesome! So yeah. that is great. Good for you! Congratulations! I'm so excited for you. You know that's going to be incredible because I think you're right. There's a lot that we can do to. Yeah. Uh, you know, help prevent, yeah. you know, yeah. 
I agree. Sickness, you know, way the week. Not all the time. I know. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. You know, we all have. I mean, even the doctors will tell you they don't know what the trigger is for cancer. You know, I yeah. mean, those cells are floating around our body, and there's just something mm-hmm. that a, you know, mm-hmm. a switch gets turned on, and boom, next thing you know, you have it. But if we can do our part, to, absolutely. You know, help our bodies fight off naturally that. That really helps. Yeah. It really helps. For sure. For sure. So at our last or our first fundraiser. I was going to say the same thing. We're on the same page. Okay, good. Okay. good. Go ahead. At our first fundraiser, you uh, were invited up to be able to sit with all the Victory Trip recipients and you got introduced and stuff. And you had a surprise <laughs> that showed up at your table and actually sat right across <laughs> from you, I believe. Oh my gosh. And I, I just remember the look on your I face. I do too. I'll never forget that look. I'll yeah. never forget this cute little innocent look. <laughs> Tell us about it. So I come to the fundraiser and sitting right in front of me is Justin Turner <laughs> from the Dodgers. Um, so not only am I a huge fan, but I brought... My younger cousin with me, my grandma, and my dad. And we're all huge Dodger fans. So we were just like, oh, my, oh God. my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think that- I saw you like scrambling for your phone to try to take a picture. And then, I mean, I know you guys got pictures, but... I, Steve and I just sat back and watched how amazing, <laughs> like that was so cool. And he's so cool about it. Yeah. I mean, he's a normal guy. He's and a normal we guy. Had, he has a heart of gold. You had, you had you know? dinner with him. Yeah. <laughs> Who can say that? I had dinner we with had Justin Turner. Casual conversation. <laughs> and yeah. It, yeah. It was Your color great. isn't naturally very rosy but I if i remember you got, you, got <laughs> you were red yeah, it was you awesome were red. i it might was have awesome. been blushing a little bit yeah, yeah. it was yeah. so amazing yeah and he's red hair red beard you can't even mistake him he's great yeah well it's like the first time ryan met justin and justin became part of the 17 strong family it was like they were long lost souls yeah it's like Aww. they knew each other for yep. forever and that's just justin's personality you know okay. justin is just a great human being that has an opportunity to play professional baseball mm-hmm. and he's really good at it. And Absolutely. what he's even better at is helping the community. Mm-hmm. He gives so much back. We love what he does. Yeah. He has a wonderful foundation. Through his and- Justin Turner foundation. Mm-hmm. He helps out 17 strong. He loves men and women in blue and, and our vets. And yep. he's always at, LA Children's Hospital or UCLA, um, you know, yeah. meeting and greeting sick kids. And so what they do is incredible. And the fact that you got to eat dinner with him and, I know, sit across and, and spend a little bit of time. That was just you know? a cool, fun thing to watch. It was awesome. So, so um, yeah, that was, that was extra special. So I yeah. loved it. Miranda, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, I'd just like to say thank you for what you guys are doing. This is amazing. I don't know how I would have got through, you know, this whole battle without you guys. You guys were a huge part in getting me through it. Um, What you guys are doing is amazing. And I just want to say thank you so much. You're so awesome. Well, you're welcome. But it's it's not us. Um, It is is Ryan that started 17 Strong. That's right. And uh, 
you know, before he passed away, he said that he's going to need some help. And uh, his mom and I are his voice. Yeah. And 17 Strong is his platform. That's so, right. you know, that's his legacy. Mm-hmm. And it will live on through 17 Strong. That's right. And young adults like you. Thank so, you so much with for that, being here and a part of our life. Yep. Thank you for having me. We Absolutely. appreciate you. We love you. Yes. And to all of our listeners, remember, attitude is everything. Have a great day. You've been listening to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. To be part of the show, make a donation, or request more information, go to 17strong.org. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-E-E-N strong.org.